Yo, yo, what's good, y'all? I want to welcome y'all to another episode of M Wheels. Let's talk about it. Today's topic, comply or die. The speech that a lot of folks in America have to have with their children. I, for one, have had this talk with my kids on many occasions, and I'll continue to do so. Um, I think the first time I had this talk with them really was 2000, uh, might have been 14 or 15, you know, we were, you know, just kind of sitting around and I wanted to have this talk with them um, because of all the stuff going on in the, in, in the world. Um, but I've always been a person, man, that believed in like, no matter what, like you can be doing the right thing to a T and something bad could go wrong in that situation. You know, and I and I would have these conversations with my kids, you know, and when I say comply or die, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to the, you know, I'm referring to police. Um, I've told my kids, man, I've raised my kids right. Anybody that knows me will tell you that I raised my kids right. And I see a lot of people... Like I've read, you know, I look at a lot of stuff, man, and I see a lot of people. Where if you raise your, you know, if, if people raise their kids right, like none of that happened. No, 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 no. That is one of the most idiotic comments I could ever read or hear somebody say. You can raise your kids to, I mean, I mean, just to do everything right, and they can do everything right. Sometimes it does not matter when you run up on an uh, a hole. You run up on an a hole. Like that's just what it is, man. Um, so I, yeah, this conversation, man, like that I had with them, you know, I've always told them, look, you know, keep your, your driver's license and registration in the area where you can quickly maybe get to it before they walk up to your car. So put it up on your, you know, your, your dashboard. So they see it, you know, and always make sure your hands are visible and not moving around. Um, like, because with everything going on, you never know like what can happen in that in that instance. So you don't want to be reaching around. You don't want to be, you know, fooling around for nothing. You don't want to none of that, man, like cuz you never know what happens. Even if you're a good kid and you have never done anything wrong in your life and you have been raised right, it still can happen. So any folks that are out there literally so pro police they can't realize that it doesn't matter if you do everything you're supposed to do. It doesn't matter if you are complying. It doesn't matter if you were raised right. An asshole is an asshole. Seriously, man. It doesn't matter. And so we got to stop like this, this kind of notion that or if you do everything right, nothing will happen to you. No, that's not the case, man. That's not for people that don't look like myself. I'm a black male. I could be doing everything right, but something bad could happen. I could not, you know what I mean? Like I can comply completely. I could be quiet when they, you know, when they're, you know, when they're talking. And then if they ask me a question, I can answer the question. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, People who are blind and ignorant to the fact that even if you still do something or still do uh, what you're asked to do, 
if you're a brown or black person, you still can run up on an asshole and get the same treatment that you see, like some folks getting on TV and something, a lot of things aren't even filmed too. So it's just crazy to me to think that we have people that exist that think even if you comply and do completely what you're saying, you have a chance to live. Like, yeah, that's, that can be true in a lot of cases, but, but if, if you don't run up on an asshole, then you ain't got to worry about it probably as much. You know, with that being said, I have these conversations with my children all the time, you know, especially my daughter. You know, my son doesn't drive, but I have a conversation with my daughter all the time. You know, she's a black young black woman in, in, in America. And I'm just like, you know, you got to be careful what you're doing. You know, and my daughter's a really good kid, man. Like anybody knows my kids, they're really good kids and they were raised respectfully. You know, they were raised to, you know, yes, ma'am, you know, no, sir, no, ma'am, and all of that. So they were raised, we raised them the right way, you know, but we also raised them to have their opinions too and be independently think, you know, thinking all the time. So I don't want somebody, you know, anybody to think like, you know, oh, if that kid did something wrong, that means like they weren't raised right. No, my kids were raised just right. You know, they grew up around a lot of family. They grew up around a lot, you know, just a lot of, they made a lot of friends outside of the family. Um, and they, they were just good, respectful kids, you know, and they still are. So when people, when you hear folks say stuff like that, you're like, wait a minute, that kid was doing everything he's supposed to be doing, you know, my son, you know, I'll tell you one thing, man. My son, love my son, man. My son, Damar, um, you know, autistic. You know, he's an introvert. You know, he likes to talk to folks, as, you know, as long as he is, is comfortable with you. But the one instance that reminded me of, like, what could happen with him, man, is uh, the Elijah McClain, um, you know, killing Cause I'm like, my son doesn't say much, you know, he's very respectful, you know, he does what he's supposed to do. He's an introvert. So he likes to, you know, kind of keep to himself a lot. But my son also, you know, wears hoodies when it's, you know, it could be like warm outside and things of that nature. And my worry has always been with him, man, like something like that happening to him. And he's just a young man that is minding his business. You know, and that story really hit me because my son's a kid that's like that, you know, and I don't, you know, like, I don't want anything to happen to him. And like, like my daughter, too, I don't want anything to happen to her and I don't want anything to happen to anyone's kid, man. But it's just like that particular instance, it's like, man, you know, Elijah McClain was introvert, autistic and, you know, minding his business. And someone, I mean, for somebody to call and the police and then, you know, these you know, cops show up and do what they did. And then, you know, when the, I guess when the uh, the EMS people got there, they shot them with uh, like, I think it was a horse tranquilizer or something, or something like that. It's like, why would you do that to somebody? Like, that's a human being right there. That's not a person that is an animal. And so I think about that, like, when it comes to my son. And I'm like, 
as my as a dad, I'm going to do everything I can to, to try to protect this young man. But I'm also going to give him the knowledge and, and give him talks, man, to get him through situations. Like if something like that, you know, if he were to experience something like that, man, like I can't stop it from happening, but I can just give him the, you know, give him the knowledge and, and give him the wisdom to be like, you know, if he's be careful where you at or, you know, just always watch your surroundings and stuff of that nature, man, because you just never know. And that particular story, man, like hit me, like hit me. I mean, something terrible. Cause I'm like, man, my autistic, you know, introvert son, you know, who also has uh, cerebral palsy. And it's like, if something like that happened to my son, man, like I'd be crushed straight up. Like I'd be crushed. And that's one pissed off father that no one will want to deal with. And I don't mean family and friends. I mean, you know, whatever, whoever did this to him, don't want to deal with that man right there. But, you know, cause I love my kids. I love my son that much. And I don't want nothing like that to happen to my son. My son, I want my son to live a full life. I want him to, you know, to outlive, you know, me. And I just don't, you know, I want anything to happen to him. So, you know, my daughter, I have to have to have these talks with her too because she's more of a social butterfly, you know, and she meets people all the time. So, you know, I always have to have these conversations with her because she also drives. I'm like, Mama, you know, if you get pulled over, you know, always make sure you got your driver's license and your, you know, your, uh, your, uh, what is it, your registration on your dashboard. Don't be moving around the car. And just, you you just have to take, you just have to take those necessary precautions. You have to, for me to have to tell my, you know, have these conversations with my kids, man, like, I'm sure they get tired of hearing it, but I don't get tired of saying it because I have to have this conversation. And for the parents out there who have to have that conversation, like, it's a, it's a, it's going to be like an everyday thing from like here on out. Cause you know, the way stuff's going, like, you know, my, my girlfriend, her kids are, are mixed and they look, you know, more black than, than white, but she has to have like that conversation. Now, why she might not fully like understand, or maybe haven't had like, you know, something bad with the law happened to her because of the color of her skin. She still needs to have that conversation with her sons and her daughter, because, there can be a point where they are in a situation like that, man. And they got to know how, you know, what to do, but they also got to keep in mind that you can do everything you are supposed to do and are being told to do. And there's still a chance that you run up on an asshole and something might happen. And that's the scary thing about it. That's what I think a lot of people don't get. You, these conversations are had in the household. People can do with that ever they need to do like man they can they can do everything that they're supposed to do they're pulled over and still none of it may matter if you run up on the wrong if the wrong person just runs up on you you run up on the wrong person still might not matter and that's the sad part to me about it it scares me to death to know that the rapid rate that this is happening like that could happen to my my children. And I don't want that to happen to anybody's kid. But 
let's just call it for what it is, man. Like, and people, there are a lot of smart, you know, there's a lot of smart people that actually under, you know, not understand the struggle, but understand that that is, you know, what's going on like that is wrong, you know? And, but a lot of, you know, a lot of white folks don't have to have that conversation with their kids, like straight up, like, you know, if you don't have biracial kids, nine times out of 10, you're not going to have like that conversation if you're white with them. You know, you might have it, but you might not. Um, I commend those who do have it. And, you know, like, I think everybody should at least have that conversation. But let's just let's just keep it real, man. One race does get treated worse than the other. Hell, I've had stuff happen to me. You know, I've been stereotyped, you know, by police officers and minding my own business. You know, I did. a. Um, I remember doing a podcast with a friend of mine. And on her podcast, uh, I explained what happened to me, like how I was stereotyped by um, a couple of university police officers um, years back, man, like almost almost 20 years ago. And as a matter of fact, it was 20 years ago. And I remember just being stereotyped because there was like a serial rapist going around like in our city, but no one knew, you know, kind of, they didn't know who he was, but they had a description, you know, and description was like the weirdest thing, man. Like, you know, black male between, I want to say it was like five, eight and six, two or something like that. And the picture had a gentleman with a, um, like a, like a, a winter scully on. And, but it didn't have like a color on there. Like it just, the color of the hat was white. I think, and so I remember I was coming out, coming out of the sandwich place once. Excuse me, y'all. I'm like fighting a toothache right now. So I'm, my talking is like very, very uh, a little bit difficult right now. But anyway, I remember coming out of Little John's Deli, this little place we had in town, um, sandwich, sandwich spot. And I had two cops come up to me, man. Now, mind you guys, my outfit, and I remember it, and this was 20 years ago, I had a white scully on my head. I had a red T-shirt on and a pair of gray sweatpants, you know, my sneakers. And I come out of this place, had two things of food in my hand, so two sandwiches. And I get stopped by these guys. Like, they walked up on me. Like, sir, you know, can I ask you if you have any ID on you? I'm like, what? They got some ID on me. Man, I ain't done nothing. I'm just trying to get these sandwiches back to, you know, my pregnant, you know, girl and trying to go home. And so they proceeded to like not let me leave as in like, and I don't think they're on, you know, the university force anymore, but they just decided to like continue to like, like harass me all the way down to my car. So I said, okay. I said, well, number one, I don't have my ID in my hand, in my pocket because my wallet's in my car and I just bought cash with me to, um, you know, to pay for my food. I said, but listen, I tell you guys this, I'm going to walk down to my vehicle. I was like, you guys mind standing right there. I'm going to open up my door. So you not, you don't say I'm reaching for anything. Like I had to have, like I was, and this was the middle of the night. I was conscious enough to have like that type of conversation because I didn't want them thinking like I was reaching for something. This was 2001 when this happened. So I didn't want them to think I'm like reaching for something or, you know, going to get something out of my vehicle other than my ID, you know? And so I gave my ID, 
You know, they were like, oh, we're just kind of investigating some ser- ser- the serial rapists in the Charlottesville area. So we're just, you know, kind of corresponding with the Charlottesville police. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I said, bro, I ain't got to I ain't got to rape nobody. You know, so as somebody was walking by, it was a uh, it was a young lady walking by. And I said, I said excuse me, guys, can I ask you a question? She said, yes. Yeah. I said, do I look like I need to rape somebody? She says, nah, you, you don't look like you need to rape anybody. You're cute. And I'm like, thank you. And so I look at the police and I'm like, I mean, dude, I don't have to do anything. Like, I'm literally, like, taking this home to my lady so she can eat and, you know, mind my business. Like, but I don't know why you guys are asking for ID. Like, I'm like, that's not that's not cool, man. So, you know, that was one instance I got stereotyped. I got stereotyped the other night, man, at, uh, at a Walmart uh, here in town. Um, but, you know, it just, it's just one of those things, man, where it's like I constantly have to have conversations with my kids because i've gone through things in my life so i gotta have conversations with my kids you know not only because i've had uh, stuff happen in my life but all the stuff that's going on in the world today so i try to tell them hey you know if you get pulled over you know if they ask you for your license registration you know give them that if they for some reason ask you to get out of the car like you can't say no you know, if you say no, you're going to be a hashtag or, you know, something like that. If you, you know, you can take, you know, you get out, you still risk something happening. But it's like, you know, it's it's almost like a no-win situation if you run up on an asshole. You know, yes, I've been pulled over before. You know, I've gotten speeding tickets, you know, all that. I've never really, like, in that term, like, that since ran up on an asshole that, pulled me out of, you know, my car for no reason, you know, but I have, um, you know, and I'll, and I'll get to, you know, more episodes like later on with, with some other experiences, man. But, you know, as soon as I get the topic, but it's like having to comply, like die conversation with your kids as a brown or black, you know, person in America, that's, you should, but you have to have it all the time. Like, I feel like I got to have it just constantly, man. Like, whether my kids are doing what they're supposed to be doing or not, I still got to have it. Because I don't want them to lose sight of, like, stuff really going on, man. And it's it's tiring to have that conversation. But all I want for my kids is for them to grow older than me. That's my reality. That's a lot of people's reality. You know, again, a lot of people that don't look like me don't have to worry about stuff like that. I do. My kids do. A lot of people's kids do. You know, I'm pretty sure whenever I had that conversation with my kids, man, they're like, oh, here you go again. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, here I go again because I want you guys to be safe and I love you guys. And so this is what you should be doing, you know. And I have the same conversation with them, but also have a an individual conversation with um, with them about it because, you know, one's a black male, one's a, you know, black woman in America. So I do got to have different types of conversations with them in terms of that. And it's a scary feeling, man, as a parent, because you want your kids to grow old. You know, you want your kids to be successful. You want them to be better than you, you know. But as a black parent, I got to have a different type of conversation with my children. You know, and 
until our until our our country realizes that, man, and like, look, these conversations in the household aren't the same, like for a reason, you know. We're not gonna move forward with anything. Like it's gonna be at a, at a stand. Like we'll make we'll make like the uh, take the babyest steps to get to that point. I just don't get, man, why there are people that are out there that still think, you know, like if you completely comply and do what you're supposed to do, there's still not a, you know, there's no chance that something's going to happen to you. No, there's always a chance because there's always another human on the other end of that. You can run into an asshole. You can run into the nicest person in the world that do this. But if you run into an asshole, oh, yeah, something can happen, regardless if you did what you're supposed to do or not. And that's the thing. When people start realizing that, then we can get somewhere. But, man, again, like I said, that's a heavy kind of, like, like subject for me because, you know, I got to have this conversation with my kids all the time. And I never mind talking about it. I never mind you know, going into depth about it, given my experiences with, you know, law enforcement, you know, anything like that. So if you haven't had the conversation with your kids, just do it, you know, but understand that that conversation in a black household is different from any other household. Understand that. Like it really is. You can break it down however you want to, but that's the short version of it. It's a different conversation. And I know that my kids are tired of hearing it, but I'm going to continue to say it. And that's and that's just the bottom line. And I'm going to end it on that note, man. So I want to appreciate you guys for listening to another episode of MWS. Let's talk about it. I will get at you guys later on. Peace.